what comes first though in my work is leading people towards freedom, right? Their own liberation. That's really what it is. With this album though too, I needed to put the music out. It took me time to put the music out and I had a lot of reservations about putting my music out but I'm putting the music out. So I'm manifesting living in my purpose and doing something I said I was going to do. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the She's So Real podcast. I'm your hostess, AJ Joyce, where we dive in each week to chat with multifaceted women in the film and entertainment industry who believe in diversity and inclusion through their work and the media. I'm a digital creator and a black girl nerd with a background in fun movie reviews, film enthusiasm, and girl power advocacy, who's obsessed with creating a space for talented, badass women. Grab your drink and your popcorn, because these ladies are the real deal. Today, we have the awesome Niambi Ra on the show, born and raised in Washington, D.C. She's a singer-songwriter, masterfully moves between the genres of soul and R&B and hip-hop. She delivers a uniquely distinctive intergalactic, and yes, I said intergalactic, musical experience intended to inspire global audiences across the demographics. Trained in musical theater, she has also been on Broadway, and she starred in the Book of Mormon, and she has uses her background in engaging audience through live performance in order to wow listeners on and off the stage and through the airwaves. Niambi Ra and her band, The Black Stars, perform all over the NYC, drawing from musical greats such as The Tribe Called Quest, Bob Marley, Chaka Khan, Miss Yelia, Erica Badu, Earth, Wind & Fire. And she uses her hometown sound of go-go with groups like The Backyard Band. With such strong musical influences and a reputation of rocking the mic and keeping a crowd dancing, Niambi Ra and The Black Stars are releasing their debut EP, Nebula, this year so stay tuned nebula flawlessly honors the musical ancestors encourages audience to remember their greatness inspires listeners to love without limits and live each day to the fullest let's get to it guys let's hear from the unapologetic niambi raw now yours to own on digital blu-ray and dvd Dive deeper into the critically acclaimed and wildly entertaining Promising Young Woman, now nominated for five Academy Awards including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Actress Carrie Mulligan. Don't miss the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh film that critics are calling a game-changing masterpiece, which I totally agree with. Now with exclusive bonus content that takes you behind the scenes of the Edge on Your Seat story with the cast and writer-director Emerald Fennell. Bring home the film everyone is talking about on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD today. Hi, how are you? You're finally on the show! Yeah, I am! Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here today. I'm super excited for you to be here today. Like, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Wow, that means so much to me. Thank you. Like I said, I, I've been vibing to Friday and I mean like really cruising with the vibe and that funkadelic. I know we'll get to it, but I've been I've been really vibing with it for sure. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That means so much. 
Let's swing into the beginning of things. Let's drop it. What is your story? Where did it all start? Okay. So my first name is Kazaya and Niambi is my middle name. I'm from Washington, D.C. I have been performing all of my life. I've been a performing artist. My mother's a dancer. So I have been in the arts since I was a child. I'm focused on theater, music, and dance as well, really. I really had like a well-rounded performing arts training experience from a young age. I ended up going to Duke Ellington School of the Arts here in Washington, D.C. for high school. Uh, my mother also graduated from Duke Ellington in the first ever class of, of Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Ooh, so. fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she also taught there for a while. She taught Dave Chappelle when he was in the theater department. At, what? At okay. Yeah. She, she gets total props. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's really, really a huge inspiration for everything that I am and everything that I do. And so I went to Duke Ellington. I was in the theater department and when I was at Ellington, that's when I started writing music. I had a friend who was a lover and is now a friend again. And when we were very young, we decided we were gonna start a rap group. I was like in the ninth grade. So me and him started like rapping together, sharing raps on the phone. And so that's how I started making music. He really introduced me to like hip hop, which Chocolate Quest, Wu-Tang, Erica Badu. And then I went on to, I went to NYU and when I was leaving high school, I wasn't sure like which way I wanted to go because the music was so important to me. And I really wanted to be able to have a more enriching experience or being able to like train myself some way, you know, so that I could get better as a vocalist. Would you also say too, like it's a sense of control of your creative outlet and journey because I know when you think of it from a music industry perspective, you know, it's that you do this, then you do the networking, then you get connected and then you make it happen. And nowadays we're starting to see indie artists have always been around, but we're seeing a surge of how people are hearing the music and amplifying it. But I could definitely hear the control part. Like this is mine, not yours. Oh, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Well, yeah, I mean, I was like kind of conflicted at that point in my life because I had been doing theater for all of my life, musical theater included, but I really felt very passionate about music. But I'm also like, I'm a serious artist. So I know that anything that I do artistically you know, I'm going to try my best to get training in it, you know, <laughs> before I just get out there doing it. Not that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't just get out there and do it, but along with getting out there, like, I like to have some training behind me because there's a lot of resources and there's a lot of stuff out there to enhance what I already have and teachers, et cetera, resources. So I was kind of conflicted and I ended up going to school for musical theater. I wasn't sure if I was going to go to music business or jazz contemporary music or what. I ended up going to musical theater, which kind of encompassed everything. But I really went to, like I said, become a better performing artist, like holistically, not so much necessarily like, just to be on Broadway. Anyways, yeah, I ended up going to my musical theater. I, there, though, I um, was still working on my music and I started a band and then I went to Ghana for a semester there I met a bass player who also was at NYU but he was in a different school so you know I wouldn't have really ran into him if it wasn't on this trip or maybe in some other I don't know circumstance but 
it was destined. It was destined. Yeah, it was because <laughs> it was like, you know, people coming from different schools of NYU to go on this program. You know what I mean? So he was in a different school than me and we were able to connect in Ghana. That's where we met. And we started playing music out there together. And that's when I started the Black Stars, which has a lot of inspiration from my experience in Ghana. When we came back, we kept the band going. And, you know, I'm Niambi Ra and, and, and the Black Stars. So that's my band. Niambi means melody and Ra is the god of the sun. When I heard Ra, I was like, this is very Egyptian, very yeah. African-esque, <laughs> back to ancestral healing and honoring them. Yes. yes, I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so all of that is encompassed in it. And yeah, so melody of the sun and the Black Stars. So I try to keep it all in the constellations, everything. So then, yeah, when I left, so I, we started playing after I left Ghana and that was sick. Like we had like, we just were playing, man. Like I just thinking back now, I'm just realizing that what we were doing then, you know, like sometimes you don't realize what you're doing while you're doing it. Like the moment that you're creating in time, you know, but looking back, like I can truly say like, yeah, when I was in college, like I had a band and we would play at this bar like every month, I think, you know, we would play out, we play at the school venues, you know, so that was awesome. And we just never let it go. So <laughs> yeah, Chris is still my guy. <laughs> I was just recording a song with him on Saturday. Um, shout out to you. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shout out to Chris always. Um, and the rest of the band. And okay. So that was college. Then I, when I graduated college, I went on to work on Broadway. I was in the cast of a show called The Book of Mormon. Yeah. And for, I was going to ask about that yeah. because like from that jump to, you know, college and going on to Broadway, it's like, that's a major honor, man. Like not many people yeah. make it. And to say that you did, that's crazy. <laughs> it is very crazy. Very much so like super divine. I got that job literally the week that I put it like this. I was at my graduation at my graduation with my cap and gown on like, hello, like <laughs> and it's just Broadway on the phone. I'm like, I actually need to call you back. I'm at my graduation. So that's when they were calling to tell me I got the part. And so then I worked on Broadway. So I was working on Broadway for six years. And I was on tour for like a year with the show. I was a swing and an understudy. So I, I pretty much did every, I had, I did, I had everybody's parts in my brain, all the women parts I had in my brain. So that I had about six or seven parts or so I had to know, which kind of also extended into some of the guy parts. So I, I had to know a lot of roles as different people all the time, different in one show. I could be two people one night on one person, next night on somebody else. I am enamored because I am obsessed the way like people don't give Broadway and the actors and the singers, they don't give them enough props because it's hard being in front of a live audience. And of course there's a script and stuff, but also there's a little bit of improv. I feel like with it, you know, like playing off the audience and how they tune in and those kinds of things too. But you're singing, you're acting, you're dancing. Like all three of them is a... (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And I mean, so, I mean, you know, that's what I was trained to do. So it's like, I feel it and I know it. And even in my job, it it was a lot, you know, but even for me looking at people who in some ways had more responsibility, even though I had a lot of responsibility, I was the person that kept the show going. You know, when people say the show must go on, 
I was the show must go on and ever say eight times a week, you know, but also, you know, you have people who are playing the leads every night and I'm just looking at them like, I don't know how y'all are doing this. Like you guys are like super humans. It, it's crazy to me. Like just singing high notes every night, just <laughs> dancing. Like, I mean, passing props around, making stage magic every night. Like it's truly a magical thing. And, and it takes so much, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you, your lifestyle has to change with that kind of commitment. And it's also like when you, when, when you go see a Broadway show or anybody else, right. You're like, I'm going to see a Broadway show. Right. And then you see the show and you're like, this is, I want to see a Broadway show was amazing. Everybody was amazing. You know, they were just, Oh my God, they were so sick. We're like, you know, I just felt, you know, I felt it like la la la. Right. And that's my favorite part is like, when the curtain's going down, the audience just sees the cast like clapping and waving, yeah. like, right? And as an audience member, you feel like, wow, they did that for me. So that was one of the most interesting things I really felt from knowing how it feels to sit in those seats to being on the other side of it. You're like, wow, like, you know, it's like you see, so it's like, it's just like this. It's like, you see us waving, like the cast members, <laughs> the cast, the curtain's going down. Now imagine the curtain goes down. Now, because I'm on the other side, the curtain's down. And then it's like, all right, y'all. So what we about to eat, y'all? Um, y'all about to what y'all about to eat for dinner? Oh yeah, I'm about to go over here. Okay, y'all. Yeah, I think I'm about to go take a nap in my. You know what I mean? Like that's every because just how you clock out. We're like, all right, y'all. Let me go ahead. Yeah, I got to get home to my. You know, let me go get you know, <laughs> literally. And it's it's so fascinating. But on the other side, as an audience member, it's this huge spectacle, which it is, and we're really doing it, but not knowing, you know. Once the curtain goes down, what's happening? What's actually happening in the wings? You know, like now when I look at Broadway shows, you see you're given this proscenium to look at. That's what your focus is supposed to be. You know, even when there's things happening on stage, they have tailored it. So your focus is at certain places at certain times. That's what all the departments are for. That's why there's a costume department, a lighting department, a set department. That's what they're setting everything up for, right? That's an interesting thing that I definitely experienced going from an audience member and then now, you know, now watching a show and that'll never change now. You know, I always know that there's all this madness and shit happening, (laughs) you know, while we're watching this. Oh my gosh. As you're talking now, whenever I get back to it, and of course, when COVID's over, I'm going to imagine your voice going as they're waving and I'm like, oh, I really know what's going on behind there. Okay. Like I know what's happening in the wings and what they're doing now. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The jokes, the madness all the time that's happening. So that is such a fascinating experience as an artist. But yeah, so that's why I did that for a while. I, I mean, I was doing that literally up until the pandemic. I, my stuff is still in the theater in the dressing room. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. So how did, it, along with, you know, COVID happening, was it just a natural transition just because you already started the band and the group, everything beforehand when COVID happened? You're like, okay, well, Broadway's down, so I'm going to focus more so on my music. I miss the paycheck. Don't we all? But whatever, <laughs> like, it's all good. Money is energy and I'm abundant, so I'll create more of it. Oh my gosh, snaps to that mindset. Snap, 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 snap. Manifesting yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I feel good. I feel like more of myself personally, but yeah, it was crazy. I mean, literally March 2nd, March 3rd, I shot a music video and the quarantine hit like March 12th. So I had like a whole video to like put out, like right when the the pandemic hit. Right. And then like, after that, I created another video that we did in the summertime 
of last year outside. And we did that, you know, we did that COVID friendly and that was awesome. Cause I, I had tracks, I had music. So I just have been, and I still have two videos. I just put out a video a couple weeks ago, as you know, like a month ago now. And I have another video I'm putting out next month. And I'm putting out another video. You are busy, 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 busy. I'm putting putting on an album. So I'm, (laughs) yeah. And I have my edibles business. So. Okay. Let's, let's, let's rewind here. Let's talk a little bit about the album part because I got Friday because Friday is a whole vibe in itself. Okay. Like let's get down to Friday I, for like, there's this part again, this funkadelic park. And I'm like hearing a little bit of Snoop Dogg, almost like that old gangster rap. Dr. Yes. Dre, it should be know? giving you some Nate Dogg vibes. Yes. Like, I am super, I like love Nate Dogg. I also love Snoop Dogg, but I just have this like spiritual connection to I love all that West Coast shit, even though it's just so profane. But like, Nate Dogg is just that N-I-G-G-A. Like, like those tracks, that was just like an era of time. Sorry to cut you off. But it was just like no, an you're era good. of time you're good. where you know it was just like homies and people were like, all right, we need to, let's, all right, let's just call Nate to hit the track. And then he'd just come on the track and be like, I'll bring the bag of weed. <laughs> you can bring the bottle of wine. You know, like, it's just like, you got this his movements and everything perfect. Like, what is going on with this fucking dude? Like, he's just like smooth out on these tracks saying the most ridiculous shit ever. Like, <laughs> and he was just on everybody's track. Like, just cool. So anyways, yes, all of that is, I'm glad that you hear all that. That See, that's, but that's the depth in what I do. I want, like, I want that to make that legendary shit that it's like, when you look back, you're always going to find something else that you might not have noticed before, just something enriching or some, some type of connectivity like you're talking about. Like, And the other thing is the guy who produced it, his name is Moki, um, Lion Milk is his artist name, super dope producer and a keyboard player. And he produced that track. He's from L.A. Makes perfect sense now. Yeah. And, and that's just <laughs> and how we made the track was just literally a Friday I mean, I literally am saying what was happening that day. Like, what do I say in the song? I talk about, we don't got no air conditioning, right? But we got the keys. You know what I'm saying? And it's just hot. I'm looking up at the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Looking at the ceiling, pen and paper in my hand, Moki on the key. You know what I'm saying? Moki on the keys. You know what I'm saying? With his face towards the front. So that's what was happening that day. And he's from LA. And I just heard it. I was just like, yeah, this this is it. I want that. I want that funk. And then that's why I was just. Then at the end, it really pushes it when I'm like, it ain't no fun. Yes. If the homies can't hide, like that's a real homage to my. That was that. That's when I was like, oh shit. (laughs) In my mind now, now that we had this conversation, that song is dedicated to Nate Dog. All right. Here we are. I know it's Women's Month, but that song is dedicated to Nate Dog. (laughs) That, that song also might be dedicated to the girl who sings, it's the thuggish, ruggish boy. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that sis is, but sis, well, sis lived in the apartment <laughs> building. I'm trying to tell y'all, they were like, we need somebody to track. Get sis. And sis was like, it's the thuggish, ruggish boy. Girl. <laughs> Sorry. Yavi, you are just killing it right now. As a music creator, you just know how it feels to be in some of these. Like, you just know what, how shit is created. Cre- shit's created by, like, my homie, or we was over here and did this, and this inspired this, or 
And I was just like in the studio and I was like, I need a singer. Like, yo, you free right now? Yo, I'll pay for you and get an Uber. Come up here right quick. I got some, just lay whatever. You know, this is how we really create music. So yeah, that song's dedicated to Aww, Nate. Nate Dog. May you <laughs> rest in paradise. Ruggish, ruggish <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all hear this because we're dedicating Friday to you guys. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Friday and its whole vibe, what are we getting from the EP Nebula that's coming out this year? What are we getting? You're getting Friday, so you're getting you're getting the radioactive frequencies take over. The Stellular Vacation for the Day. So that's the Stellular Vacation for the Day track. We got I Say, which is which is really about who said that I am not invincible and who said that life wouldn't be difficult? Who said that dreams don't have to manifest? And who said deception would be for the best? I say that I'm reaching for higher ground. I say that I'm the one that wears the crown. I say that can't nobody break me down. I say I'm me. So that's that's I say. So that's what you get in. That's what you get in a little bit of with the album. Ooh, you say you get you get in some dropping it. You get in the you get in the self empowerment. Go sis. Go yeah, sis. You know, <laughs> you're getting the shit be looking confusing sometimes, but I'm about to overcome. You know, you're getting a little bit of unrequited love with Simmer It Down. Oh, I love Simmer It Down, especially when you did that NPR tiny. Oh, Death. thanks. I was gonna ask. Yeah, how did you get that opportunity? Yeah. Well, that was just. It's so funny because. People ask me that, and I literally, I those were just our submissions. Like we did two of them. We did C to B, and then the second year we did Simmer It Down. Those were our, like contest submissions. They're, they they weren't like official tiny desk videos. Hey, anything. they're official in my mind. I think right. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they came. I mean, they're good content too, so it worked out well. But yeah, that's what those were. And the first year with C to B, they gave us like some. Rec- I think that we were put in like their newsletter or whatever, but it's cool. You know, one day I'll be on time. One day I'll be on time. <laughs> you will. You will. Yes, I, I gotta be there. I would be like, Hey girl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, what's summer down is a little bit of like, look, so in the meantime, baby, back up, simmer it down. Why do you keep me around? If you don't even like me, but you think it, it is, maybe it's not. And we could just stop with all of the fights Yay! So that's simmered down. That's a little bit of love in there for you. There's another track in there called Design, which is another, which is another, there's there's a love involved. There's love involved in that track, but we that goes into a, that one ends up going into a kind of, a definitely a stellar nebula place. All the tracks are like pretty spacey, elemental in the production, you know, and in the vocals, that's, that's what I was going for with that. But yeah, design, you get, you get a reminiscent love kind of song, a story, a love, a love story, another love story song. What other genres of like music are you incorporating with your album? You know, we still got the gangster rap feel, funkadelic, you know, with Nate Dogg and. Great question. So all the tracks do not sound like Friday. I say I'm giving you a little bit of that alternative, almost almost rock feeling with I say for sure. There's a little bit of, of that essence in it. You're definitely going to get some R&B. You're going to get some more of that old school hip hop feel. You're going to get more, a little bit more funk. There's definitely some funk in there. And of course, you're going to get Neo Soul. I mean, you're totally going to get Neo Soul out of it. And... I think that's a yeah, soul, hip hop, funk, some R and B, and 
there's definitely a bit of a, a bit of a rock, a little bit of a rock presence too, actually. I love I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. I saw that it on your Instagram. It's like Afro futuristic <laughs> rock star. I'm like totally yeah. embrace this. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love yeah. it. Did you know over 192,000 new podcasts were launched in 2019 and I was one of them? Have you ever wanted to share your opinion but not break the bank? I have just a thing for you, girl. It's called Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch and promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters like myself already using Buzzsprout to get their message out into the world. Like me, Buzzsprout can't wait to amplify your message. Let's create something great with Buzzsprout. Follow the link in the show notes, let Buzzsprout know that I sent you, and you can get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan today. you're embracing this experimental spacey vibe. And I think a lot of people are also experimenting with that vibe where they are in life, you know, especially out the pandemic, trying to find themselves in those kinds of things. What kind of energy and manifestations are you really resonating with this album in particular? That's a good question. I think that I'm still like kind of investigating that because some of the tracks are older too. So I don't know, like I might have a certain relationship with them that I don't know how it's going to land on other people because of like how in me they are. Yeah. So like, I don't know, but I, your, your question was my manifestations. I mean, what comes first though in my work is releasing people kind of leading people towards freedom right their own liberation that's really what it is and with this album though too it's like for me I needed to put the music out like it took me time to put the music out and I had a lot of reservations about putting my music out and blah 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 for a while but I'm putting the music out and that's great so I'm manifesting living in my purpose and like (laughs) doing something I said I was going to do a long time ago, (laughs) like really expanding myself and opening myself up, making myself vulnerable, um, putting something out into the world, like putting something out into the world. That is me. And as an artist that has had to also conform in some ways to the commercial environment of artistry, particularly talking about Broadway, this is mine. I, I wrote these words and I collaborated with people that I love and I can share it with people and I guess pray for it could be the word, but pray for people to feel their own liberation to, for people to use their own voice. So that is what I'm, what I want as far as how I want it to affect audiences. And as far as like the logistical stuff, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I know I want to work on my next album, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, that's also kind of where my mind's at so it's kind of weird with this album because sometimes in my mind I'm like just get it out and like whatever I'm gonna move on to the next thing but of course I hope that I the more people are listening and 
people can hear more of what I have to offer. You know, eventually I hope to tour and with the album and play with my band. I definitely can see you. Like I used to work and do a lot of stuff with music festivals and concerts backstage. And I, I did do backstage for Broadway. So I just loved how you talked about it. But I can literally see you at like big music festivals and opening up because of your energy. And I can already feel your stage presence and things like that. So I wow. think you would be fabulous. I, I'm Thank not you. sure how that has play, played out, you know, in terms of, and of course, COVID happening. But, you know, when things get better, I definitely think that that should be a route you should look into because music festivals, they expose you to like everybody, you know, yeah, they really sure. do. They really do. And they cater to a the audience that is willing to be open to all types of music. So, and I'm not even just talking about, you know, of course, you got the big stage, you know, Coachella's and this, but even the little ones too, they make a world of a difference, you know, in terms of getting around. But yeah, your presence and stage. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, even like Afropunk, I've actually never been to Afropunk in Brooklyn. I've been in Paris like twice, but I've never been in Brooklyn. I lived in New York, but I never went in Brooklyn, but I always like, not that I was like against going, but I think it's like just kind of worked out even from in my mind though, that I'm like, you know what? I think maybe I won't be at Afropunk till I'm playing there. Like that's how I kind of feel about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely like super excited to play festivals and just play more with the band. Like we had some really dope shows right before the pandemic that year. Like we played at Brooklyn Bowl, which is this like really dope venue in, in New York that I always wanted to play at. And we also played at this venue called Groove, another like staple like venue. So we were like, we still are just like continuing to move forward and enhance the musical live experience for everybody. Cause it's so fun. I'm such a live music person. Like that's like all I do. Well, not anymore, but <laughs> I was just, I would always just go see live music. It was just like my salvation. And in New York, there's so much live music. Yes. <laughs> there was this spot every week I would go to called the lesson. I just like have to shout them out because they're just like so inspirational. It's all improv. But they were going every week at this place called Arlene's Grocery for like years, like maybe five or six years and just the best music musicians ever. And it was all improv and you like had you would have no idea that it was improv. It was just so phenomenal. And I, I feel really blessed, too, that I was able to have the drummer of the lesson. His name is Lenny the Ox and also um, Julian, who's the keys player, J3PO for the lesson they're both on my album they're playing on my album so I feel really special and aligned with that because I just feel like I know such amazing artists and I'm just feel honored that they want to work with me and and yeah I'm excited I mean girl if you go on tour you better let me know come down to Houston I'll come see you I will I will <laughs> I will I've been to Houston I like I've been to so many states and cities because I was on tour it's so funny to me like I wrote it down not that long ago, but it's definitely like over 30 of the states. <laughs> so I, anyways, I do like Houston. I'll, I'm sure I'll be back down there again. Well, I think you've had an amazing career so far. And I think you have so much to offer for someone who is just getting started. And one of my biggest things is I always ask, what advice would you give to someone who's paving their own way similar to yours? 
I say to train hard, like train hard, whatever you want to do, get training in it. Cause there are people there to train, you know, get training, get and get the type of training that people are going to enhance what you already have. Don't go into training. That's trying to get you to be something else. I mean, of course it's good to play around and do other things, but the core of what you want to be doing is getting to yourself because that is how you're going to be able to actually affect other people. Period. Uh, you know, I mean, that's on any any form of artistry. It's like even when you're talking about musical theater and, and you have the audition experience and people coming into the room and what does it look like when a person's kind of like trying to get the role, you know, or or just nervous or just kind of trying to do what they think is right completely, you know, or just trying to be everybody else in a way, you know, like trying to do the right thing, what they think looks right, right. And then you have the person that's coming into the work with training and everything, but choosing their interpretation of what they're doing and really standing by that choice, you know, choosing how they see it. And the people who are on the other side of the table, they're, they know what's happening. They can feel what's happening. There's, there's you and then there's you. And this one over here might be a little quirky, you know, it might be like, whatever. But a lot of times this is going to be more interesting than that. And this is actually going to be able to impact people because people are weird. (laughs) People are quirky. That's the reality. And that's what people want to feel, whether they talk about it or not. People want to see the sides of themselves that they might not just be expressing all the time. And how can you, and and as an artist, you have to take that risk to be like, I guess I got to be the one to like, so that other people feel okay doing it you know so I would definitely say investigate yourself learn about yourself and like take a risk you know take risks and follow your heart follow your gut tap into that meditation space that kind of receiving space so that you can be a vessel for source energy and really be able to impact beings and find relativity and see everybody as one what else would I, would I say? Have fun. Have a lot of fun. Have fun. If you know, have fun. Like <laughs> if you're not having fun, you probably shouldn't be doing it. And I'm not saying that like it feels good to have like sometimes it's uncomfortable, like standing in the studio all day trying to get the right take. It's like, like <laughs> you know, but it's when we get the right take, it's like, oh, my God, this is fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you said that. <laughs> you know it's like, oh, OK, this is fun. So have fun and like get a lot of information about people and nature, investigate, observe. If you can see the world and like apply for scholarships, apply for grants. Like my mom applied for everything when I was a kid. That's how I was able to do shit. Not because I have all types of money or anything. You just got to apply for shit. Make good friends, surround yourself with people that are on the same page as you with your art, man. I mean, like if you watch any of my videos, you're going to see the same faces and shit because those are my friends. Like, those are my homies. Like, when it's time to shoot a video, it's like, okay, cool. What time am I supposed to be there? Great. I'll be there. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I brought three outfits. Y'all just let me know what, what you know, that's how my friends show up to my shoots. I just brought three outfits. What, where, where you need me to be at what time? You know what I'm saying? Like, my producers of my video are my homegirl from college, my friend Ayana, like, and we're homies and we talk and we build and we share the same vision. And when we get to a working space, we work together very well because we know at the end of the day what we're going for. Like, you know, we, we're on, on the same page. So 
you know, I know some people be like with the whole friends thing, be careful you work with and shit like that. But it's like, well, how about just be like careful who your friends are, <laughs> get good friends <laughs> and then and then work with them. <laughs> That's why I say get good friends and then work with them, you know? And I'm saying, you know, I, I get it. You know, sometimes it can be, but I've had a really great experience working with my homies, like working with my friends who I know that we can have like real conversations about shit, but really, and we really are on the same page, like where they can speak when I don't, when I can't, and I can speak when they can't. And, you know, that's so important. Don't you love that when they fill in the space that you can't fill in necessarily? I love yeah. that. Yeah. Have a good support system. Have a good support system. They're going to be haters, but like, fuck them. Like, fuck them, man. Like do your fucking best with what you have at that fucking time. My money was going towards my videos and my music and shit. Like I was just doing the best of what I had at the time, you know, it might not look like X, Y, Z, but it is about to look fire because I'm going to do the best that I can at that time. So that when motherfuckers come back and come look at my shit you, or you hear a song of mine, you're like, oh, that's a dope song. Like, please check, what, check out what else you got. Boom. It's already there. When you come look at my stuff, you're going to see quality shit. You know what I'm saying? Period. You go, oh, she's been doing this. Oh, she's been had these. And there's going to be the next person that's like, oh, I see where she at. Let me see how I can take her to the next level because she already doing this. OK, I know how I can bring you to the next level. You know what I'm saying? But I am legendary. I'm a, I'm a legacy. I'm a, I'm, I'm going to be one of those people. And I and I said this because I'm a professional artist. And I, the reason why I bring professional element is because it's just like, how do you add that element that like the high fashion? How do you take it to to a little bit of a higher level. And that's where the professionalism comes in. It comes in when you're like, I don't want to just shoot this video or, 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 or put out this song that's kind of a draft. Like, yeah, this draft is fire, but what happens when the shit gets mixed and mastered? And let's say I might not have so-and-so and this money to pay so-and-so and so-and-so, but I might have a little bit of change for so-and-so and so-and-so. And then the shit make the shit even crispier so that when, when you look back at it, you don't have to worry about man, yeah, I had that track out, but it was never mixed right. Like it just, it just, no, when, when you look back at my shit, you're going to be like, no, that's just sounded good. Okay. Yeah. She had to, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to do a lot of covering my tracks. I can continue to move forward with what I'm trying to do. So I said to say, just think of how you can make it the best you possibly can for real, for real, before you put it out. Another thing I know I'm giving a lot of things is like, make a choice. Like when it comes to performing and your image and all that shit, like, but okay, you might want to go with the, like, I'm going with the Kanye West whatever look. Know that every time you step out, you're making a choice about how you want people to, to see you. You know what I'm saying? You're making a choice about what you can do for somebody else. What you can do for somebody else. I know that when I step out as Niambi Ra and you see me with my braids and my gold shit and my Kyrie shells, you know what I'm saying? And my decked out face and my silver and my bling and my grills. I know that I'm connected to my homies over on the West Coast. I know that I'm connected to my girls who be at the African shop getting their braids done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my shit might be popping. This shit might be silver and matching. I got this shit from Rainbow. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I'm connecting with you. But there's a reason why I have everything on that I have one. Because I want to connect to people so i'm just saying use what you have use your space don't just be in your space and then just i'm out here you looking at me and what the fuck are people looking at you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying it's always gonna look like you know i might not be out there looking like beyonce but i'm gonna do the best that i can you might not ever know my outfit was from rainbow but that shit is about to look i'm gonna be dressed down <laughs> honey 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 i feel you i'm not dressed down <laughs> like cardi b or not dressed down like mariah carey i'm dressed down for neon b Ra. i'm dressed down for I'm a star constellation. And when you see me, I want you to see a constellation. This, you, you are proving <laughs> a point here. And I feel like as you've looked at my stuff, you will see that that is true. It is true. Uh, yes. It is and true. A reason, but it doesn't, it's not by happenstance. 
It takes effort and it takes thought. It takes the effort. So put in the effort because it's worth it. I think the biggest thing you're hitting on is branding. And some people don't even see branding in terms of like, they go as far as like logo and stuff, but branding goes a long way. I think, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but they said, no, if you keep your hair a certain way, or you're constantly wearing these kinds of colors or wearing these different types of things, you're going to start resonating with a certain crowd, with a certain audience, and it's going to get you more connected with who you want listening to your music. So I like how you pointed out the braids, because I just got my braids done at that right. show too. You know, right. I've been at Rainbow, you know, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I went for Christmas you know, now and then I get you. <laughs> right. You know, and I, you know, I have my acrylics on here and there, whatever, you know, when I'm connected to y'all, that, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect yeah. sense on what you're saying. And I, I think the advice that the well-rounded, I mean, you touched an all cornerstones. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I know that was like a long one, but I think that's what I would have to say. The, yeah. I'll call that the cornerstone advice yeah. from Niambi Go full out. That's what I say. You have to, you know, that's a term we use in theater as an art. You have to go full out. And what that, whatever that means for you, whatever that mm-hmm. means for you, but go full out, go full out or go home. I like that. Go full out or go home. That's like the quote of the day. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how people are going to feel you, man. Before we wrap it up here and get to our keep it real segment, is there anything else we should watch out for besides your new EP coming? And it seems like you got some music videos, like you were saying, on the way. Yeah, I, I do have music videos on the way. I have a video coming out next month, a song called Stuck in the Middle. So I have a single and a video. Oh, I shot that video in L.A. And then I sh- recently shot a video in Tulum, Mexico. Ooh. That'll come out in the summertime. Is there anything else? I mean... And then the album is going to come out this year. Any virtual performances that we should expect down the road? There will be some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll All right. say that. All right. I'll, I'll wait for it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm doing also a couple of podcasts. I'm doing some podcast stuff, but like being on podcast and also like, I've actually written theme songs for two podcasts that have recently come out. So that's been a cool experience. That that is Um, a cool experience. Finding a podcast jingle that resonates with what you're doing is hard. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that like I was asked twice within like six months randomly by different people was like really cool. And I think they were both a success. So yeah. (laughs) That is exciting. Well, here, we're going to wrap it up here with our Keep It Real segment where we relate a little bit more to the audience on a favorite scale. Are you ready? Okay. All right. All right. Who is your favorite artist? Okay. Well, my favorite artist is Bob Marley. Ah, okay. But the other person I was going to say is it would be like Erica Badu. Okay, I'm done. That's a hard one. They had, Erica Badu is like her <laughs> own, you know, like she's a goddess, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can, I can see why you had a problem there. Yeah. But Bob Marley too is like, oh, I shot the sheriff, but I didn't. I mean, Bob Marley is really magical, but yeah. Yeah. But anyways, he was like really ahead of his time, but anyways. Yeah. Very ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. ahead. Okay. Your favorite song right now, and it can even be Friday. I actually have been listening to a lot a, a lot of hiatus coyote lately. Okay. And there's a song called Breathing Underwater that I've it's a it's from an older album, but I've been kind of like 
playing that out recently. And it's funny because they actually just came out with a new song yesterday. But I've been listening to a lot of Hey, It's Coyote and the song Breathing Underwater. So, all right. All right. Boom. Okay. Now I'm going to throw you a ringer. Okay. So when concerts get back to normal, mm-hmm. who is the first person you're going to go see? I'm honestly actually either going to see Leanne LaHavis or Jill Scott. <gasps> you said my girl, Jill Scott. <laughs> I've actually never seen Jill Scott live. So I still think that I'm like, I'm still trying to go see Jill Scott. Like, girl, you miss it out. You miss it out. I know, out. I know. <laughs> like, I'm definitely trying to go see Jill Scott. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I know there's a whole bunch of other people out, but I'm still trying to go catch a live little Jill Scott concert. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got a little bit of the verses last year, yeah. you know, but she's this, so fire. She is on a whole yeah. nother level. And verses like increased that for me, actually. Like, I'm not always knew Jill Scott was fire, but like verses mm-hmm. actually like was an enriching experience. It is. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, man. Neon Bira, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. I love your unapologetic attitude about things <laughs> and manifesting <laughs> and giving the truth here. I appreciate you being on this show. No problem. No problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you're like me, you've probably been spending a lot of time at home and with your family. Because of that, getting groceries you need is more important than ever. With Instacart, it's easy to shop from your favorite retailers online and get everything you need delivered at a time that works for you. Save yourself a trip to the grocery store. Instacart makes it easy to take care of grocery shopping from home without even leaving the couch. My link will be in the show notes if you want to hit up Instacart to make it convenient, easy to get your groceries and everything else. Be sure to check out Niambi Raw and the single Friday, as well as her band, The Black Stars. Again, we're dedicating Friday to Nate Dog. <laughs> we love ya. <laughs> but until next time, see y'all later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of She's So Real. If you loved it as much as I did, head on over, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Thursday. I would love to hear more from you on topics you want to hear. Head to the show notes and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next. I can't wait to hang out with you all again soon. Remember, keep it real. Keep it real.